Hi, I'm Joel, and I'm starting my new podcast, Joel New World, to share my experiences with you. I'll be sharing my personal experiences traveling and enjoying the theme parks in the greater Orlando area. I'll share tips and recommendations like traveling to Walt Disney World with younger children, how and where to book your dining reservations, and is Genie Plus actually worth it? What exactly is Genie Plus in the first place? What are the best rides and attractions at each theme park? Come join me on this adventure while we discuss some of my favorite adventures. Welcome to your Joel New World. Okay, so today is June 14th, 2022. We're coming to you from Orlando, Florida. I just wanted to start off by saying welcome to the podcast. Uh, This is episode number one, so I'm very excited to get started, share with you some of my tips and my expertise inside of the parks, especially with younger children. Um, Like I said, my name is Joel. I live in the greater Orlando area. Uh, I am just a short drive to all the Walt Disney World theme parks, so about 30 minutes to all of them, including Disney Springs and most of the resorts, so that is awesome. I am also about 45 minutes from Universal Studios, so um, this podcast will mostly be concerned or revolving around Walt Disney World, maybe even Disneyland on occasion, but um, I also plan on experiencing Universal Studios and sharing with you some tips and advice on my experiences with Universal as well. So this weekend, actually, me and my family are planning a little trip to Universal Studios. We're staying on property there. And this will actually be my first time in a long, long time at the Universal Studios Resort in Orlando. We've been to the one in Hollywood before, right before the pandemic shut everything down. Uh, And it was a great park. And I I think this one is going to be so much better. So I'll, I'll have to do an episode on that one day in future episodes on my podcast. So a little more information about me. I am married. My wife, uh, we have been married for about five years, just celebrated this past Memorial Day. We have two children. One of them is three, going very shortly on four this summer. And I have an 18-month-old son as well. So I have a daughter who is three and a son who is 18 months. They keep us busy. They keep us on our toes, but we love them. And um, yeah, it's it's been great. Kids are the best. And given that, I feel like I can share some good insights, my wife as well, on, you know, how to enjoy the parks with children, young children like that. Some people argue that, you know, 18 months old, that's way too young to bring them to the park. I say no. I think my son really enjoys it. He loves getting outside, walking around Disney World. He's free right now up until age three. So, you know, why not? Why not bring them to the park? And I'll share some of those experiences with you. I wanted to start this podcast to share my experiences and tips with you. Like I said, I've been vacationing at Walt Disney World for about the past six years. My wife really got me invested in this. uh, And we've we've been hitting the parks hard since then. So basically every year we've made several trips. We used to live in Las Vegas. That's where we met. I lived in Las Vegas for about 10 years. She was born and raised there. And we would travel from there, so we usually would take a flight. When we had kids, we started doing more road trips. We were both teachers, so we do have the flexible summers, the summer schedules. So we would do road trips as well, hit family members on the way, 
as we're going by. So um, this is just kind of an annual occurrence for us, and we love going there. However, two months ago, we decided to move to the Orlando area. So two months ago, yeah, almost to the day, we moved to the Orlando area. So only 30 minutes away from the theme parks. We wanted to live our Disney dream, and it is very nice. So far, we love it. And you definitely do get a different love for for Disney as a local. You can do other things that you wouldn't do before necessarily. Um, and if you don't hit everything in one day, you don't feel bad, right? You know, okay, this is something we can plan for next time. So that's awesome as well. And I plan on doing like a moving to Orlando episode and, you know, what to think about, what to plan for, things I didn't expect. And just, just, you know, some tips and insider information like that. I know people always dream of moving to Florida uh, or to the Orlando area. In upcoming episodes, I plan on discussing the new Genie Plus system, which replaced the FastPass system. So there's a lot of confusion on that. You do have to use your phone most of the day. I, I've heard a lot of negative things about Genie Plus. I'm going to share the positives that I've experienced with it. There are some. Uh, yes, people don't enjoy paying for Genie Plus now, something that used to be included with your or built into the price of your stay. But now you do have to pay that $15 plus tax per person. So it does add up very quickly. I want to share with you my positive experiences because there is a lot of negative out there. But um, I, I do want to share with you the pros and cons of Genie Plus because there are both. We're going to discuss park news in future episodes, Disney dining, planning trips, and experiencing the parks with young children. Maybe things such as, what kind of stroller should I bring? Right? Maybe you haven't thought about that question. What are the restrictions of, let's say, a double side-by-side -side stroller versus a single front-back double stroller? Should you bring an umbrella stroller? Those are some of the questions I can help you with. What are some things you should bring and pack to prepare for the park with, you know, a couple of children? Um, if you haven't experienced it before with children, I hope to be, you know, a voice of reason, if you will, uh, and just kind of, you know, guide you in the right direction, give you some tips and pointers, and have a good time, too. That's why I am started recording this co uh, this content and this podcast it's just to share my experiences and our love for Disney and why it's so magical and why we why we love it. But most importantly, let's talk about today's episode. So in today's episode of A Joel New World, we will be discussing what are the best dining options with children. So dining is one of the main reasons we go to Disney World. It's not just your typical theme park food. You know, you go get your hot dog, which they do have some awesome hot dogs at Disney World, but don't just go get your hot dog, your hamburger, your french fries, uh, your popcorn. Dining has been elevated thanks to Disney. Other parks are being left in the dust. Some of them are starting to catch up a little bit more now, but Disney was really trailblazing in this dining idea at Disney. It has been elevated. The theming is outstanding. And some of them are very high quality meals. And we're going to share our experiences with you today. Uh, we always look forward to our meals and we make sure to plan them 60 days out from our vacation. So that's one tip that we recommend as well is if you booked a vacation, and I'll go over this in a little bit more detail, but if you've booked a vacation, you can book that entire vacation's dining 60 days out. 
from the start of that vacation. So let's say that I have a vacation booked that will begin on August 14th because today is June 14th. Um, let's say we have a trip starting August 14th, which is two months from now, and it runs for about nine or 10 days, right? I can begin booking dining reservations for every single day of this trip, 60 days out, starting today. I could book every single one, even the ones that are over 60 days out, because it's all connected to one single trip reservation. So that's awesome. And that's really how you can get some of these harder to find reservations, is if you do have a longer trip like that, only you and other people that have the similar situation can book dining reservations at that time. So restaurants like Space 220, um, some other really difficult ones to get right now, you might be able to get that. And that's probably your best shot of doing that. Otherwise, you're going to have to get lucky and hope it pops up. So when should you begin making your dining reservations? Again, that magic number is 60 days out from the start of your vacation. I highly recommend booking your dining reservations at this time. Many harder to book reservations or restaurants fill up extremely quickly. Like I said, Space 220 is one of those big ones. It's a new restaurant at Epcot and it goes very quickly. I haven't seen a reservation out there for a while. We were lucky enough to dine at um, Space 220 back in March and I'm going to share that with you here in a minute. Just as uh, a preview for today's restaurants. Uh, but sometimes these do fill up within minutes. So they do go very quickly. Now, let's break Disney's restaurants down by categories. I thought this was a good idea to separate and categorize the different types of dining at Disney restaurants, basically, at the theme parks and resorts. So, the first one is what most people are um, used to, which are quick-serve restaurants. So if you've ever been to like your local Six Flags or anything like that, that's typically what most theme parks have. Uh, many of these offer mobile ordering through the My Disney Experience app now. So that's one thing we're going to be talking about in future episodes is the My Disney Experience app. It's a companion that you need on your phone. You definitely do need that throughout your day. It's going to make it more enjoyable, easier, less stressful. Uh, once you learn how to use it, it does really help out your day. And mobile ordering this food, skipping the line and waiting in line is one of those big benefits to that. So these quick serve restaurants are places where you will order food at the restaurant or in advance through the mobile app and go pick up your food. Cafeteria style. So you basically get a tray. You do that balancing act of walking back and trying to find a table. Then you need to go find a table, like I'm saying, or a place to sit. A lot of times these tables fill up quickly, especially if you're at a very popular time of the day, like noon or dinner time. It's very hard to find tables at least close by. In future episodes, we're going to give you some tips, maybe some good spots. Um, let's say you're eating at Pecos Bills, which is a quick serve restaurant in the Magic Kingdom. We'll give you some tips on where to find some tables and some seating so that you're not crowded and in busy air busier areas we know that kids do like to take naps sometimes too in those strollers so we're going to give you some pointers and tips on that as well so then the next one we have quick serve restaurants then we have sit down restaurants or table service restaurants these do require an advanced dining reservation sometimes you can get lucky and walk up and ask for a party of four or five or so uh, but these aren't guaranteed so you do need to make those advanced dining reservations or ADRs about 
60 days in advance, right? Depending on when your vacation is. Uh, these are often referred to as table or sit down table service restaurants. These are typically longer meals, but you do get air conditioning. So in these hot days, which we experience so frequently, all of those steps that you've been taking all day, this is a great chance to sit in some air conditioning, rest your feet, and basically recharge your batteries for about an hour, right? Or more. Uh, where someone will wait on you for your meal. So you have a server, someone will wait on you, they'll get you drinks, anything you need, basically. So keep that in mind. Sit-down meals are the only place where you're able to purchase alcoholic beverages inside the Magic Kingdom, too. The Magic Kingdom does not have a cart like every other park where you can go purchase a beer, for instance. You can't do that inside the Magic Kingdom, unless you have a special event or activity like this. So sit down dining, you are able to purchase for an additional charge, you know, beer, cocktails, mocktails, things like that, which are amazing. Uh, if you have special events like fireworks viewings and things like that, they do serve alcohol as well. So that's one thing to look into. You do have to charge for it as a separate event though, just as a heads up. Okay, so these sit-down restaurants, you do have to factor in tip and uh, gratuity and things like that. So just kind of factor that on when you're planning your trip as well. You do need to tip. It's expected. Uh, snack carts. That's the third category. These are your traditional, very quick. You go get a bottle of water or a soda, ice cream, popcorn, whatever you want, like a pretzel, right? Those are those quick little stands, almost like hot dog carts, that you can find throughout all of the park. So those are basically the three categories of Disney restaurants or food and uh, beverage centers, basically. So you have your quick serve restaurants, your snack carts, and your sit down or table service restaurants, which we are going to mostly be focusing on those table service restaurants today with children. So within the sit down table service restaurant category, you can break these down a little bit further. So it does change based on the level of the, the theming or the level of the restaurant that you're going to. Uh, first, and what we're mostly going to focus on today, are character meals with Disney characters that actually come around to your table as you're eating. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone here with these meals. So you can meet Mickey Mouse, Donald, Pluto, Goofy, Minnie Mouse, Chippendale on some of these character meals in this character dining so we're going to share a lot of those with you some of my favorites as well we've done most of them i think we've pretty much done them all that we're going to discuss today you also have heavily themed and fun experience restaurants as well these don't have characters in them but they're still very fun and i feel like children of all ages myself included really enjoys the heavily themed restaurants who doesn't love a good themed restaurant, right? You're going to Disney World for a reason. You want to see that theming come to life in those restaurants and in those parks. That's why you go there. So I also explored some restaurants in this category as well. And then the third one I would say is more fine dining restaurants, which are more quiet, more relaxed, and probably not the best place to take younger children to, uh, which is why we're going to steer clear of this category in this episode today. Maybe in a future episode, we'll discuss some fine dining options as well. Um, since this is an episode strictly about dining with younger children, you probably don't want to go to a fine dining restaurant 
um, with younger children. Not saying you can't. Um, I know if I take my kids, I'm very worried about, you know, how much noise they're making. What are they doing? They start to lose it after, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of sitting at the table. So we will, we will, um, kind of cover what to do when that happens and have a backup plan for when that does happen because it all almost ultimately happens every single time right or at least every now and then when you go to dine with younger children it just happens right they get bored and they don't want to be there sometimes and it happens so we're going to discuss it so today we're mostly going to focus on those character meals and heavily themed restaurants all right let's start with the character meals so what are they basically if you've never been to a character meal or even Disney World at all, what are they? It is really like a new experience. Uh, when I first went there, I was like, man, this is this is cool. It's different. It's um, not what I'm used to, right? It's not like your typical um, chilies or Applebee's or something like that, right? Or Olive Garden. You have fun while you're eating. And especially the kids too, right? It's fun for the kids. It's fun for you because you get to see their reactions the kids reactions on their faces when they meet their favorite characters and it just makes everybody's day yours included um but these character dining meals are amazing options like i said for dining with younger children i look here first it's very much usually buffet style or family style where they serve you the food and you can order more and more um there are some where you do order entrees and things like that which we'll discuss in a minute but these typically are meals that are buffet or serve family style, like I said. Certain characters will circulate throughout the restaurant, and you can kind of see them working their way towards you. And they actually do stop at your table. They stop for an autograph, they say hello, you can take a photo with them. And it's just a really great way to kill two birds with one stone, basically, right? So you're eating a meal, and you're seeing your characters as well. So basically... While you wait in line for your character, you're actually sitting down and eating and they come to you. So what better combination than that? You're sitting in air conditioning, you're resting, and you're waiting, right? You're not waiting in a line, but you're actually eating um, eating a meal while the characters come to you. And usually there's more than one character at each restaurant. So let's break down the character meals by park and then discuss my personal favorites, mine and my wife's, and my two children. So let's start with Magic Kingdom. Let's start with a classic park. You would think there were nothing but character meals at this place, but there's really not. There's really not that many. Um, there's basically just one now since the pandemic, and that is Cinderella's Royal Table. That's the only character meal, and it's not actually a traditional character meal like some of these, but you do get to meet Cinderella. So we're going to start with the Magic Kingdom part, and... Basically, if you're new to Disney, I want to break down the parks and what they're called, the names, and things like that, since this is our first episode. So there are four main parks at the Disney World Resort. Magic Kingdom, which we'll start with. Animal Kingdom. Hollywood Studios, which used to be MGM Studios back in the day. That was when I was a kid. And Epcot. So let's begin with character meals at Magic Kingdom. And like I said, the first one's going to be Cinderella's Royal Table. It's the only character meal in Magic Kingdom at the moment. And that's kind of shocking to me. Um, because that's what you think of when you think Walt Disney World. You think of the Magic Kingdom, you think of the castle, and you think of those great characters that you grew up with. 
Um, speaking of the castle, this is an amazing opportunity for you and your your little ones. If they're really into princesses and princes, uh, this is a great opportunity for a meal inside of the castle, Cinderella's Castle at Magic Kingdom. It doesn't get much better than that, right? So here you can dine in the castle, the actual castle that is in Magic Kingdom. A lot of people don't know there's actually a restaurant in it, but there is. You get to meet Cinderella before your meal, and then you walk up the stairs to dine in Cinderella's castle. So she's kind of greeting you as you come into the castle to eat at her castle. And you get a picture. You get to stop on your way into the restaurant. You stop and take a picture with Cinderella. Um, you can get an autograph there and basically talk to her. My kids love meeting Cinderella there. And last time our meal was fantastic. So we ate breakfast. They are open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The prices do vary depending on the time of day and the meal that you're eating, but we'll discuss that here in a little bit more detail. Okay, another one in Magic Kingdom that used to have some characters was the Crystal Palace, and that's right there next to Casey's Corner, um, close to the hub grass. It used to feature characters from Winnie the Pooh, so you get Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Eeyore, Piglet coming by, but currently does not offer character experiences, and that's been the case since the pandemic, so it hasn't come back to full form yet. Uh, and it used to be a buffet as well. But we're going to focus mostly on Cinderella's Royal Table at Magic Kingdom. So this is a, we're going to look at the breakfast menu first, which is my experience with it. I think we're going to eat um, a dinner at, at there um, at the castle very soon. And I'm very excited for it. But breakfast was fantastic. It was a very quick meal. So um, if you're worried about long dining times, uh, I recommend breakfast and lunch. And we'll talk about that a little more. But I do recommend those because those meals tend to go through and you get served a little bit quicker. And you can complete your meal much quicker. So if you're worried about, you know, children losing it at the table, which I don't blame them, some of those meals can be kind of long. So um, that's my little tip for you. Breakfast and lunch is usually my best opportunity to get a full meal, basically. So let's start with Cinderella's royal table. You, first off, you get to meet Cinderella for a photo, an autograph, before ascending up the castle for your meal. You go up the stairs, and there you are. You're basically halfway up the castle, and you get a pretty good look at the park if you're um, sitting by the windows. I think it's the back side of the park, so it's very cool. This is one of the few meals where you pay in advance. That's one thing a lot of people don't know. You do pay in advance probably because it's so um, in demand. And I honestly prefer this. I wish more restaurants did this. I wish you could pay in advance, kind of like when you when we had the Disney Dining Plan, which we'll cover in another episode. Hopefully the Disney Dining Plan comes back in the future. But since the pandemic, it hasn't been back. But word is that it is coming back very soon. So we'll see about that. But... The dining plan was where you would pay, I don't know, let's say $500 in advance. You get a certain amount of credits, usually one sit-down meal per day for the length of your stay and one quick service meal for the length of your stay. So this is one of the meals where you can pay in advance. You can still cancel, though. If you do pay, they'll give you a refund. Uh, you can, I think you can cancel it about 48 hours before the reservation. So that's something as well. So don't feel like once you book it, you're stuck with it. You can get a refund. Cinderella's Royal Table serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
prices. Breakfast is $42 per adult plus tax and gratuity and $27 per child plus tax and gratuity. Lunch and dinner is a little bit more. You'll see that trend here. Lunch and dinner usually is a little bit more than breakfast, uh, but you do get a little bit more as well. So the portions are bigger. Sometimes you get dessert as well. But lunch and dinner is $62 per adult and $37 per child plus tax and gratuity. Um, so, as you can see, that's a pretty big bump up. Lunch and dinner is $20 more per adult and $10 more per child. But the experience, basically, right? You're paying for the experience plus the good food here. And, um, yeah, it's, it's basically... As you'll see here, all of these restaurants are basically, you're going to end up paying the same price for the most part. It is more than your night out at Olive Garden or, you know, Chili's like I was saying, but you're inside of these theme parks, these great resorts, you're getting these one-of-a-kind experiences, and you're probably not doing these every day, right? These are once a week, or maybe you have a 10-day vacation booked out or two-week vacation. Um, so this is your time to splurge. And really, a lot of people say that restaurant is expensive, this one's expensive. They're all pretty much on the same level. Yeah, you're going to spend a little bit more depending on what restaurant and what you order. If you order a cocktail or something like that or an alcoholic beverage, you're going to end up paying more on the check. So just keep that in mind. Um, but throughout this podcast, I'm going to give you some money-saving tips as well as you know some tips and some of our favorite menu options on these menus as well let's start with the menu so for breakfast at cinderella's royal table they start out with a pastry plate that you share at the table um, you get assorted breakfast pastries like danishes uh, things like that croissants very tasty option just to get you started then you choose an entree so you can choose a traditional breakfast, which is scrambled eggs, sausage, bacon, and potatoes, baked quiche, royal avocado toast, shrimp and grits, beef tenderloin and egg, which is what I had. Very tasty. Um, and a caramel apple stuffed French toast. So they have some really good options for the adults there. Moving on, you can also order some specialty wine cocktails. I know they have a mimosa flight. I don't see it on the menu, but I know that was an option when we went. Um, they have an option to order a mimosa, um, sangria, bellinis, things like that. So you can also get those. And like I said, these sit-down restaurants at Magic Kingdom are your only opportunity to get an alcoholic beverage. So just keep that in mind throughout your day. They do have some allergy-friendly entrees as well. Um, and Disney, that's one thing about dining at Disney, the chefs and, uh, food and beverage managers do a really great job of trying to get to know their customers and who's dining there. If they have any allergies or not, they will come out to your table. Uh, just make sure to disclose that before you sit and say that you do have an allergy, uh, and tell them what that is. They'll actually come out and ask you specifically what you can and can't have, and then they will accommodate to the best of their ability and they try to make your experience magical as well. So they do cover all types of allergies as well. Okay, kids menu highlights. Um, they have kids entrees where you choose one or you can create your own selection and choose two. So the choose one option is an egg white frittata, fruit and seed oatmeal, 
Mickey-shaped waffle, and you'll see that basically at all the breakfast here at Walt Disney Resort. Or you can have some assorted cold cereals. That's all for the choose one option. If you want to make your own selection and choose two, you can choose two of the following. Yogurt parfait, seasonal fruit, home fries, that's like potatoes, turkey sausage, bacon, and pork sausage. You can choose two of those. And just a note here that kids menu items are for children ages nine and younger. So if you have like a picky eater, like I do as well, um, they can order off the kids menu until the age of nine. All right, so that's just some of the offerings. The menu does change with lunch and dinner. Um, it does have some of the higher scale meals like steak, things like that. Um, and the dishes are quite elevated. They're more elevated than your typical chain restaurant. One added bonus that we loved is as you're exiting the restaurant, you're leaving for the day, you're able to choose a take-home gift as well for the kids. So you have the choice of a nice wand or a sword or both. They were nice enough and both of my kids wanted both of them and the, the cast members there, the people that work there, said, yeah, you can have both. So both kids got a nice wand and a sword to take home. So we got four freebies from eating there, which was awesome. And they, they still play with it today. We were there uh, about four months ago and they're still playing with it today. So um, it's high quality stuff and they love it. So as you're dining, just to give my personal insight into this is as you're dining there, they leave these... Um, wishes which are in the shapes of stars there these little plastic stars they leave on the table and they don't actually have characters circulating throughout the restaurant but they do some effects with the lighting and some music and they ask you to make a wish you hold up your stars and make your wish uh, hopefully come true so it's just a nice little little touch during your meal and something to kind of keep your kids occupied as well um, i would say that this restaurant is casual, so don't feel like it's too stuffy. It definitely isn't. I go in there with my t-shirt and shorts on, uh, and I feel comfortable bringing my young kids in there as well. So um, not too quiet. It, it doesn't have a little noise. I know that I'll bring that up frequently. I don't love going to restaurants that are really, really quiet. and You can hear everything like a pin drop or a fork drop. Um, I don't love going to those restaurants just because I know from experience my kids make a lot of noise when we're eating and you know they'll bang on the plates and stuff like that every now and then so you know i'm really worried about keeping others not just our table i could care less about that right but for other people that are paying a lot of money that aren't a part of my party or my family i want them to have a good experience as well so i kind of keep that in mind and if it's a really quiet restaurant where a little noise could ruin somebody's meal or experience i don't want to do that and i don't want to put myself in that situation so I do weigh that heavily into my decisions here. Um, and I'm sure some of you share that same feeling as well. All right, another restaurant that we're going to touch on briefly, and you do get to see one character, is Be Our Guest. So this is a Beauty and the Beast themed restaurant in Magic Kingdom. The theming here is outstanding, and the Beast does make an appearance too. However, you cannot take a picture with the beast. So I didn't really count this as a character meal because you don't really get a photo, but he does walk around occasionally throughout your meal. 
Um, so you do get to see him, but you do not get a photograph with him. There are three themed rooms that you can sit in as well. And I think upon request, you can make special requests as well, and they'll try to accommodate. But the West Wing, the ballroom, and the library, those are the three themed rooms. The theming is amazing. This is really what makes the restaurant for me. And they really go above and beyond with the special effects, the lighting, the music. You feel like you're in Beast Castle. The food is priced about the same here as most of the restaurants in this list. Very similar to Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, I think that this is a really great option if your family is really, really into the Beauty and the Beast. The food is good too. Um, not my favorite option. I do really love the theming. I like the food. Um, but like I said, if you have younger kids who are really into Beauty and the Beast, I do recommend this, this restaurant at least once during your trip. I know that Be Our Guest used to have a quick serve breakfast option too, but they no longer do um, since the pandemic. But um, this was a good option and a much cheaper option to come eat breakfast, uh, quick serve style, lunch as well. And you got to sit down and experience it for a lot cheaper. But now, currently, they only serve lunch and dinner. So um, we'll keep you posted if we hear anything else on that. Wrapping up Magic Kingdom. And now we're moving on to our second park. Remember, there's four main theme parks plus resorts that we're going to cover today. The next uh, theme park is Animal Kingdom. So Animal Kingdom, if you're not familiar with it, is this kind of like merger between a theme park and a zoo. Uh, you get to learn more about the cultures and different animals as well uh, that you're going to see throughout the theme park. And it's really a great experience. But thinking more about dining with children at Animal Kingdom, this first one is obvious and it's an amazing restaurant, especially for the little ones. This is Tusker House Restaurant. Um, just a little description about it. It is table service, character dining, family style. And the description says, graze on a bountiful family style menu, brimming with African inspired flavors and see host Donald Duck and his Disney friends. So Donald is your host. And the thing I really love about this is that you get unique costumes. So some of these character meals, you get to see costumes on these characters that you don't get to see anywhere else throughout the park. And for this one, the characters include Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Goofy, Donald, and Daisy, all in their unique safari attire. It doesn't get much better than this. So they're wearing their safari hats, their green outfits, um, the works, right? It looks amazing. So um, check this place out. This is the only character meal at Animal Kingdom. So if you're looking for those and you're trying to hit an, a character meal at every park, this is your only shot. All right, let's take a look at it a little bit more. Go deeper in depth with Tusker House prices and characters. Um, the Tusker House restaurant breakfast pricing, they do serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Most recently, I ate breakfast here, and it was very good. So a lot of the breakfasts are very similar. They do have, you know, one or two dishes that are unique to each restaurant. And this one, the bread service was really great. Like the um, the basket that came out with the pastries, that was amazing. That was probably one of my favorite parts. But the pricing for breakfast is $42 per adult plus tax and gratuity. Children are $27 per child plus tax and gratuity. So um, just keep that in mind. The pricing does not include tax or the tip on top of the 
the bill or the meal. Breakfast offerings. This is served family style, so your server will get to know you and bring around um, pastries. So a pastry basket. You can order more of these if you wish. So let's say that's your favorite thing. Order more of it, right? You're paying for it. Might as well get it. They do bring out some pongu juice. Um, it's like a very sweet but delicious juice mix that they bring out to your table. And it's delicious as well. Um, these meals do include non-alcoholic beverages as well. So if you want a cup of coffee or two, that's included in the pricing. If you want a you know, Coke product or something like that, that's included as well. Orange juice, milk, anything like that. The breakfast platter that they they serve out family style has scrambled eggs, Mickey and Simba waffles. So that's one touch they add on here. Um, Durban chicken and egg curry with jasmine rice served with bacon, sausage, and roasted potatoes. And all of that was delicious. I do remember that last time. And it was great. They serve some fresh fruit. And they do have plant-based version options available upon request as well. So like I said, they do make a good effort to um, you know meet your dietary needs as well so that fresh fruit is served with honey yogurt sauce and I remember my son he for some reason when we go out to a restaurant and you guys may share the same feeling as well or experience all he will eat is either mac and cheese french fries or for some reason yogurt he loves yogurt and this is all he ate this trip when we came so we were glad to see that yogurt was on the menu I was just constantly spoon feeding him yogurt and I think he ate both of them because they were so good. But uh, that is a good option for the little ones as well. If, if they do have like a weird kick that they're on right now. And most of these uh, lunch and dinners, they do serve uh, something that's kid friendly as well. So a lot of them do try to serve like a mac and cheese, French fry or something like that as well. And some fresh fruit. They do have some non-alcoholic specialty beverages like um, lemonade, premium sparkling water, iridescent sipabration. So they do have these at for the 50th celebration, the 50th anniversary celebration. What it is is a Minute Maid premium lemonade and fruity strawberry punch served in a 50th celebration cup with a surprise character and a little bit of magic. So what you do is kind of like one of those little bath bombs except for a drink, uh, minus all the, the florally things like that. But it's basically going to turn your drink a special color, and it has like some cool sparkles in it as well. So it is really cool. My wife got that at uh, Rose and Crown one time, and it was it was great. But it's basically lemonade with a little effect. So you can get a lava smoothie, lemonade, Dasani bottled water, um, specialty character drink. So that would be. Minute Maid Zero Sugar Lemonade with flavors of cotton candy served in a souvenir character cup. So that's one thing I do wish um, Disney was a little bit more proactive with was uh, my daughter handles those little paper cups with a plastic lid just fine and like a paper straw. But when it comes to my 18 month old, the first thing he does, is he tries to rip that lid off. And sometimes we do have to upgrade and pay for especially plastic cup with those snap on lids. Or we bring our own, you know, take and toss cup from home or whatever cup you like to use. I do recommend if if your child may spill it very easily or if that's the first thing they try to do, like my son, uh, or break the straw immediately with those paper straws. I really have a hatred for paper straws. I know it's good for the environment, but we, we also bring our own plastic straws in those little um, 
in the paper covering as well so we can bust those out whenever we need to because those paper those paper straws are good for the environment but they don't last long especially with children so just a little tip for you bring your own uh, sippy cup and you can pour in whatever beverage you want to and also think about bringing some of those you know more durable straws maybe you can get some that are more eco-friendly if you're into that um uh, which is great, but um, especially in Animal Kingdom, they try to be as eco-friendly as possible. And I know a lot of places, they don't even give you lids um, because of the plastic and so forth. So just be prepared for that. But you can upgrade to a cup. It's usually about 6 or $7, depending on where you go. And um, just to save some money, bring your own sippy cup. All right. They do have some cocktails for the morning. They have an African Bloody Mary made with snow leopard vodka, a dash of African... Berber sauce. I probably just butchered that, so I apologize. I'll have to research that. And it's garnished with candied bacon. That sounds delicious. I'm a big Bloody Mary fan. I haven't tried that, but it does sound amazing. Um, Gumu jungle juice. So that's, again, snow leopard vodka, bowls peach schnapps, and Tusker House jungle juice, in quotations. African mimosa. $14. All of these are $14 or $15. That jungle juice is $15. So this mimosa is with Graham Beck Brut Rosé and Tusker House Jungle Juice in quotations. So that sounds delicious as well. So you get a little rosé and some juice mixed in there as well. That sounds delicious. All right. Tusker House Lunch and Dinner. So like I said, the breakfast was priced at... $42 per adult, $27 per child. It does jump up during lunch and dinner. You do get a little bit more. And the food's going to be a little bit more unique during lunch and dinner. It is $55 per adult, plus tax and gratuity, $36 per child. So that is a little bit more. Uh, but like I said, you're going for the experience. What better way to wait to see a character, get an autograph and a photograph, than by eating and air conditioning on those hot summer days, especially. Um, and you're giving your feet a rest too. So you're not standing all day. So for lunch and dinner, they do have some starters. They have some assorted house-made breads served with hummus, coriander, and mango chutneys. That sounds delicious. I haven't had that in a long time. African-inspired salads. Um, entree, you can choose. Um, or it looks like they just bring it to your table family style, right? So Moroccan spiced beef, spit-roasted herb chicken, Cape Malay green curry shrimp, Berber, there's that word again that I butchered last time, Berbery, Berber, I'll have to look that up, I apologize. Some of you are probably laughing at me right now, um, but that is marinated pork. The sides are green beans with carrots and corn, jasmine rice, impossible Durban curry, it says available upon request, that is plant-based, roasted potatoes, house-made mac and cheese, desserts, animal-inspired mini desserts, and they do have a plant-based chocolate mousse upon request as well. I feel like even if you don't have that dietary restriction, you could still ask for it and get it. Uh, that's been my experience as well. They have a bigger, more extensive cocktail and mocktail menu for lunch and dinner. Uh, there's a pretty large and nice-looking drink menu at Tusker House offering mocktails and cocktails. These are just a preview of some of the ones that you can order. They have a magical beacon cocktail for $17. That includes Empress 1908 Gin, Bowles Blue Curacao, Minute Maid Premium Lemonade, Orgeet, that's almond, lemon, hibiscus, grenadine, and a souvenir glow cube. 
cubes. Those glow cubes light up different colors. I've gotten those before, and they're pretty fun to play with. You can wash them off and keep them as a souvenir if you want. They have an African margarita, jungle juice. I think they have that for breakfast as well. Um, for $15, Lost on Safari, Star African Rum, Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum with our refreshing Pangani Punch. Takiti Punch is $13. Blood Orange Margarita, that sounds pretty tasty. $15. Spicy Plabano Margarita, $15. Watermelon Margarita for $15. Paloma, that's a traditional drink. That's $15 as well. That has Don Julio Blanco Tequila with juices of ruby red grapefruit and lime topped with soda water. A Rum Swizzle, $14. Those all sound delicious. Um, so you have your choice of margarita, some juice-based drinks or concoctions as well. You can get a rum swizzle, a paloma. I'm sure they'll make anything upon request as well, if it's like a simple request too. Um, they're pretty good about that. Like if you want an old-fashioned or something like that, I'm sure they could whip one up for you in just a, a few minutes. So there you go. Animal Kingdom, unlike Magic Kingdom, you can buy alcohol. They do have some really good options and some bars and beer carts around in all the lands. So you don't have to worry about going to a sit down specifically for that if you like to have a, a beverage or two, right? Helps you relax and unwind. You're on vacation, so why not? Um, you deserve it, basically. Um, so yeah, you don't have to just go to sit downs like you do at Magic Kingdom. All the other theme parks have beer carts and bars around with some really cool menus for you to try some unique drinks while you're there. So I do recommend doing that if that's something you're into. All right, going on to Hollywood Studios. This is some recommended dining. Uh, there's one restaurant at Hollywood Studios with character dining, and this is kind of like the theme, right? They usually try to have one character dining restaurant at each park, and it is Hollywood and Vine. Here you can see various characters, including Mickey Mouse and Goofy. It does vary depending on the time of day. I know in the morning they tend to do Disney Junior, so like I know Vampirina is there. They have a Mickey and the Roadster Racers, Mickey and Goofy as well. And I think Doc McStuffins and Fancy Nancy may make an appearance as well. All right, sipping my coffee from my St. Louis Cardinals mug. I am a St. Louis Cardinals fan, uh, loyal fan. I grew up in Tennessee, only four hours away. So that's why uh, me and my dad share that experience as well. We love baseball. I played baseball my whole life. So just a little backstory about me. Um, but yeah, I thought I should throw that in there. Sorry, I know it's not, not really related to the podcast, but wanted to get you to know a little bit more about me. Huge baseball fan, huge St. Louis Cardinals fan. Um, so there you go. All right, so back to Hollywood Studios, Hollywood and Vine. So if you're coming in the park, the main entrance, and then I think if you take the first or second left, it's like the first like main left, you're right there at Hollywood and Vine. So it's very close to the park entrance. In the morning, they do have the Disney Junior Play and Dine pricing. It's $42 per adult. Again, you, you'll see this trend. Uh, and $27 per child. So basically every restaurant is about the same price. Pastry Basket, that was one of my favorite parts. I ate there with my parents and my family as well the last time we ate here. It has caramel monkey bread, croissants, mini muffins, jams, and honey butter. And all of those were delicious. I do remember those. Entrees, you have a toasted open-faced salmon bagel. That sounds delicious. House-made pancake stack, four-egg cheese omelet, Swiss, smoked Gouda, and cheddar. 
That sounds good too. Hazelnut spread stuffed French French toast. Sorry, that's a mouthful. Hazelnut spread stuffed French toast. That sounds delicious. I don't know why I didn't try that last time. Four egg scramble. So uh, plant-based eggs are available as well. And plant-based egg frittata. So they do have those dietary options if you're um, you know, vegan or vegetarian or trying to, um, or if you need some sort of accommodation with your dining plan, let them know. They're really good about it. The chefs actually come out to your table or the manager will come out and get a better um, knowledge or understanding of your needs. So the breakfast for the kids, that's what we're all here for, is dining with children in Disney parks. So the kids' entree, you can choose one, which are scrambled eggs, pancakes, cornflakes, Rice Krispies, or Cheerios, Mickey waffle, or plain yogurt. Or you can choose two of these sides, oven-roasted potatoes, bacon, fresh fruit cup, or country sausage. You can choose two of those. Okay, so not bad for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're going to see the same trend. The pricing goes up uh, about $20 per adult. Um, actually, it's about $13 for adults, so it's $55 per adult plus tax and gratuity, $36 per child. That seems to be the common pricing structure for these meals. They have some featured beverages as well, a magical beacon cocktail. Looks like that was also at um, Animal Kingdom at... Tusker House. It's the same one. You get that glow cube as well. Ultimate Long Island iced tea for $16. That has Bacardi Superior Rum, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Hendrix Gin, uh, Corazon Blanco Tequila, Cointreau, and Sweet and Sour with a splash of Coca-Cola. That sounds pretty good. You can get an iridescent sipabration, which is $10. That's non-alcoholic. Or you can get a Celebrity Margarita for $15 which is basically like your traditional margarita. Um, so with the mini seasonal dining pricing for 55 and 36 per child, you get served family style salad, uh, chopped salad bowl with some mixed greens, tomatoes, and smokehouse ranch dressing. That sounds delicious. Plant-based chopped salad as well. So, um, so yeah, adult entree choice. So they have a few options here. This one's not served family style, but I do think it's all you care to enjoy it. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you know from experience, but um, I believe you can, you know, sample a couple of things here. Adult entree choice. Garlic and cracked black pepper sliced beef tenderloin. That sounds awesome. A lot of these, you're going to hear that from me a lot because these sound great and I'm hungry right now. So uh, mac and cheese with shrimp. Seared fresh salmon with green mustard Burr Blanc sauce, carved herb roasted turkey breast, spice rub pork loin, asparagus and summer truffle risotto. That sounds good too. And you get your choice of dessert with that pricing. A white chocolate cheesecake, spiced cherry cake, vanilla creme brulee, chocolate s'mores pie, and lemon cake with fresh strawberries. So you get five options for dessert there. And I'm sure that they can accommodate um, your dietary, dietary needs as well. All of those sound great. I think that's a revamp menu since I last checked. And these menus do change frequently, so just keep that in mind. What I'm saying today may not be the same in a month or, you know, six months for that matter. Kids menu for lunch and dinner, they get an appetizer, which is one choice, which is a plant-based chopped salad. Uh, 
And remember that kids menu items are for children ages nine and under. Kids entree, you get to choose one, seared salmon, roasted turkey, roasted beef, or mac and cheese. I know what my son will have. The kids selections, you can choose two of these. You can have either sauteed green beans, olive oil crushed potatoes, whipped potato, fresh fruit, garlic lemon broccolini, or mac and cheese. So I guess you could have a, a double order of mac and cheese if you really loved it. They're pretty good about that as well. And you get a choice of a kid's dessert, fresh fruit, ice cream sundae, apple pie, no sugar added lemon sorbet. Some good options there. The next one is probably my favorite restaurant experience in almost all of Walt Disney World. Um, and especially at Hollywood Studios. This is my number one recommend, recommendation, especially with children. Um, 50s Primetime Cafe at Hollywood Studios. This is a classic American comfort food, 50s kish, and a good old-fashioned family gathering take you back to a bygone era. And it's like stepping back in a time machine when you get in there. Um, it's basically like um, a sitcom from the 50s when you walk in there. Basically is the feel. Um, mom's house and yeah, it's just amazing experience. The floor, it makes you feel like you're back in the 50s. They have little tube televisions at some of the tables, which we were lucky enough to sit at last time. And just makes you feel like you're in an old school style kitchen and you're back in one of your favorite family sitcoms back in the 50s. Like I said, I have some of the most memorable experiences at 50s primetime. Um, here they do treat you like family. So if you get embarrassed very easily, this might not be for you. But they're pretty good about it and they kind of gauge your, um, your feeling on the situation once you come in. But... They give you a hard time. They treat you like your family. Uh, they go over the rules when you sit down at the table, like no elbows on the table, no walkie talkies like your cell phone or iPad at the table. Uh, and then they always make sure that you finish your vegetables. Uh, there's also a lounge attached to this restaurant where you're able to walk up to order drinks from the bar or dad's liquor cabinet, as they call it here, which I think is an awesome touch to put on the menu uh, and the restaurant as well. And a small menu of food food items as well. So you can walk up and get a snack and some drinks without having to, um, maybe if you missed out on that advanced dining reservation, you can come up to the lounge and get some things um, that you wanted to try. Though I do notice that this restaurant has availability pretty frequently. So just check and it does pop up. Sometimes the day of, if something happens or if they have more availability or more people working or something, they may pop up with some uh, more reservations as well. So just keep checking that My Disney Experience app for reservations. Um, so the decor, the TVs are amazing. It makes you feel like, basically like I'm in my grandma's kitchen uh, when I was growing up. They also have the clean plate club. So last time I ate, I made a clean plate, me and my wife and my kids as well. They love the food too. The food's amazing. But if you get a clean plate, you get a sticker that says clean plate club on it. And also, I do recommend, like me and my wife did last time, we were celebrating our fifth anniversary. Mention if you're celebrating something, because that just gives them an opportunity to really shine a little bit more, get to know you without really really much effort, right? It takes one second to mention it's your anniversary or birthday or, you know, something like that, or newlyweds or something like that. Um, so mention it. I think even when you check in, it asks you, on the app if you're celebrating anything. And that's an easy opportunity just to choose anniversary or birthday or something like that. And they try to make it really special. 
Um, so when I was there, the, our um, server was Whitney, and she liked to be re referred to as Aunt Whitney, right? Like everybody's part of the family there. And when we went, it was our fifth anniversary. So we put that in there, and she asked us where our pins were, and we hadn't received any uh, buttons or pins that you can wear around, say that you're celebrating something, right? So she, she got that taken care of for us. She got our names and what we were celebrating, and that was an awesome touch. Um, Aunt Whitney really went out of her way to make us feel special that day and to remember it, and we're going to be talking about it for years. That's really why we love dining at Disney, and when you get those magical experiences like that, you're going to talk about it and remember it for years to come. And what she did was she, she kept reminding us she's got something special for us. She said if we keep doing a good job, following the rules, eating our meals, she's got something really special for us coming. And the whole meal, we heard this story. And then finally, she comes out with two um, champagne flutes of white wine and a nice-looking cupcake with some delicious icing on it. And she comes out and sings probably one of the worst renditions of You Are My Sunshine. Um, but it was so memorable. Everybody was applauding. And it was such a good time. It was funny, embarrassing all at the same time. Um, but Aunt Whitney was one of the best servers that we've ever had. So shout out to Aunt Whitney at 50's Prime Time. And we'll definitely be back. And I think I can request you know, a particular server if they're working that day. So I will definitely try to, to reach out to Aunt Whitney and see if we can have her again. It was just so memorable. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of my experiences and some of the magical experiences that you will get at a Disney park. Let's take a look at that menu, which is dynamite. Um, the appetizers, we've never really gotten an appetizer before, but this time we decided to get the fried herb and garlic cheese appetizer for $10. It's served with raspberry sauce, grapes, and apples. So my kids love the grapes and apples, so we split that up with the kids. My wife and I were happy eating this fried herb and garlic cheese. And basically what it was, was a big hunk of like borson cheese fried. And it was so delicious. Um, if you dip it in that raspberry sauce, it was money. It was, it was perfect. It was a great start to the meal. You can also get onion rings, deviled eggs, which sounds delicious. Uh, roasted tomato soup. And Cousin Amy's iceberg lettuce wedge, which sounds good too. The entrees... I would honestly say this is one of the more affordable restaurants too, and the food is just as good, and they don't skimp on the servings at all. Um, but the highest one on here is $27. So, you know, per person, that's not too bad, $27 a person. What I recommend is a sampling of mom's favorite recipes, and that's $27. You get golden fried chicken, fork tender pot roast, and traditional meatloaf with all the fixings. I think we got mashed potatoes and some green beans as well. And I made a clean plate. Me and my wife shared this. We had a, a couple of milkshakes. We had this appetizer. And they brought out a cupcake for our anniversary. And we were stuffed. But we ate pretty much every single bite of it because it was so delicious. Okay, so continuing on with the menu. I, like I said, I do recommend that sampling of mom's favorite recipes you can see what they like or what you like and um maybe next time if you go back maybe you really love the chicken you can grab that aunt liz's golden fried chicken is 25 uh they also have a caesar salad with chicken 17 dollars 
Cousin Harold's Vegetable Garden, Market Price. Um, Grandpa Jean's Chicken Pot Pie, $24. That sounds awesome. I want to try that one time. Cousin Megan's Traditional Meatloaf is $22. So like I said, you can break it out if you really love the meatloaf. You can get a bigger helping of that. Uh, Caesar Salad with Salmon, $19. Sustainable Berlasso Salmon, $27. Mom's Old Fashioned Pot Roast is $25. So like I said, they do have that um, broken out for you. So you can get just one of those items if you do prefer it. But I do recommend that sampling of the favorites. All right, moving on to desserts, which these are great. I've had a few of these, uh, and they are amazing. So Dad's Favorite Chocolate Peanut Butter Layered Cake, $8. It is a big slice, though, so you do get your money's worth. And it is delicious. I couldn't even... Like, me and my wife combined, we couldn't eat all of this because it was so big. And we ate that delicious meal, and it was just so much. We couldn't eat it all, but it, it was really good. One of the best cakes I've had on property. Traditional warm apple crisp, that is plant-based, $7.50. Lemon meringue pie, $9. That sounds good. I do want to try that sometime. They have a grasshopper bar, which is $8. That's mint white chocolate mousse with chocolate chips on a chocolate chip cookie topped with whipped cream and chocolate chips that's a lot of chocolate dad's favorite chocolate peanut butter layered cake a la mode so you can have that cake with some ice cream too for ten dollars uh, you can also get that warm apple crisp a la mode for an extra two dollars they do have a pineapple upside down cake which i've heard great things about but haven't tried yet uh, for nine dollars and fifty cents so, like I said, they call the bar or the drink selection. They say it's from Dad's Liquor Cabinet, so I love that touch. Uh, you can get that Magic Beacon or Magical Beacon cocktail that you've seen at Animal Kingdom and Hollywood and Vine. That seems to be a common drink at the parks. You can get Dad's Electric Lemonade, which I got last time. It was delicious, and it came with a glow cube as well. Um, it says, Dad whips up an electrifying blue drink with vodka, blue curacao, sweet and sour, and Sprite. $16. Grandma's Picnic Punch for $16. Magical Star Cocktail for $17. A Maui Wowie for $16. And a Patron Platinum Margarita for $15. And that's just a few of the samplings that they have here. They do have a bigger bar and a bigger menu, but those are some of the highlights I thought. Uh, I just want to give you some price points, too. So it looks like you're going to spend, on average, about $15 or $16 per drink. Um, you may say that's a lot. But they are pretty strong, uh, depending on what place you go to. They do, you know, they do them right. They make them right. So, uh, and you're in a, you know, you're in a theme park and you're in a resort. So you're going to up, up pay a little bit more for those. Um, but yeah, kids menu. That's what we're here for. Kids, create your own entrees. You get to choose one. They have a Sloppy Joe sandwich, Goofy's salmon, Grandpa's grilled chicken, Aunt Betty's chicken strips. So that Sloppy Joe is a little bit unique to this restaurant. And the grilled chicken's a little bit unique as well. Um, the highest one being $13, the salmon, the lowest being $11. So like I said, that's very affordable. Um, if you're looking to save a few bucks, this is pretty amazing, amazingly priced, I would say. The kids create your own selections. You get to choose two of these. So if you don't want one of those, you can choose two of these. Green beans and carrots, corn, fruit salad, seasonal cupcake, mashed potatoes, and grandma's mac and cheese, which is what we did last time. And they were great. So 
like I said, if you had to pick one restaurant at Disney's Hollywood Studios to get the best Disney vibe, the best theming, the best time, and great food for a good price, I recommend 50's Primetime Cafe, especially when you're with children. They'll have a good time. Um, Sci-Fi Dine-In, that's our next stop here. I'm going to just touch briefly on it. It doesn't have my favorite food at the parks. Um, they do have some really good appetizers, some great milkshakes. But basically, you're going here for the atmosphere, and it's awesome. It's like a drive-in movie theater here at Hollywood Studios. So, mostly for its theming, I would recommend Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. Uh, it's a replica drive-in theater in the 1950s style cars. So, again, you're kind of in that same mindset as primetime in the 50s. So you get some older cars. Your party gets a car to sit in at your table. Uh, and while you dine, you get to watch the big screen, like the drive-in movie theater screen for old movie trailers and short movies. So you have a little entertainment, too. There's some noise going on. And the kids love sitting in the driver's seat for this experience. So the description for Sci-Fi Dine-In says, Do dinner and a show, 50 style, at our drive-in theater, in quotations, featuring all American cuisine and sci-fi movie clips. So they do have some funny, like, sci-fi, um, terrible movie clips, basically, playing on, on loop. And it's pretty entertaining as well. It's just a really fun experience. Sometimes you do get to sit at a picnic table if the cars are booked up. Or maybe if you have, like, a bigger party, you may sit at, like, a table next to the cars. But you still get the whole, um, the feeling for it as well. Um, so these cars, if you have a, a larger family, or maybe if you have, I don't know, like three or four people in it, you will, I would recommend two people per row. So there's a chance if you're a party of four, the two people sit in the driver's seat, two people sit behind you. So you might have that interaction as well uh, while you're trying to watch the, the big screen theater drive in. So if that bothers you, maybe think about that, but um, we always have a good time and I can always talk over my shoulder to my wife or something who's with the other kids. So um, it is a good time. Like I said, it's not my favorite menu overall, but my wife and I normally get a milkshake. They were delicious last time and some appetizers to share. I got fried pickles, which I highly recommend. The onion rings are delicious. They offer burgers. They change the menu every now and then, and uh, they offer sandwiches and things like that as well. Um, you're definitely paying for the theming, though, at this restaurant. So, like I said, I believe the burgers are in the $20 range, mid-20s. So, just keep that in mind. If you want to go for a cheaper meal, I highly recommend the appetizers because those are probably my favorite things on the menu. And getting one of those milkshakes or dessert as well. So I, admit, I just wanted to briefly mention that. That reservation does go quickly. There's not a lot of seating in that restaurant. Um, and it's such a popular um, choice that you do want to make that reservation at that 60-day out mark on your vacation. So just keep that in mind. Next, we're going to make our way over to Epcot to our fourth theme park at Walt Disney World Resort. First restaurant we're going to begin with is Garden Grill. It is located inside the Land Pavilion and is a slow rotating restaurant with glimpses of the living with the land attraction. So as you rotate around, you do get glimpses of that attraction, um, which is pretty cool. It is very slow moving. I would say, I say you get one rotation per hour. So, um, so yeah, 
it is a character meal. You get to meet characters such as Farmer Mickey, Chip and Dale, and Pluto. So I love this Farmer Mickey version because it is a unique outfit. And if you're trying to meet as many characters as possible and get that unique picture, this is the only place you're going to get Farmer Mickey. They come to your table for picture opportunities, like we said at uh, Tusker House. Some of the crops that are grown and living with the land, as you ride that ride, you'll see them growing crops. They are actually used for um, certain restaurants around the theme parks, and Garden Grill is one of those. And you'll see that with the salad and uh, some of the sides as well. So lunch and dinner. The Chippendale Harvest Feast is $55 per adult. Again, no shocker there. And $36 for children ages 3 through 9. You get a harvest-inspired garden salad, barbecue roasted chicken with sweet and tangy barbecue sauce, mac and cheese, southern-style spoon bread, grilled beef with chimichurri, that's my favorite, creamy mashed potatoes, those are amazing as well, seasonal vegetables, very fresh, and then for dessert, a berry shortcake with whipped cream, which is good as well. And like I said, this is served family style. If you like mac and cheese, and the grilled beef with chimichurri and mashed potatoes, they'll just send you back those three items um, so you don't have to get everything and feel wasteful as well. So if you just really want that grilled beef with chimichurri, they'll send you a big plate of that. If you just want some extra mashed potatoes, they'll give you that as well. If you want four desserts, they'll send you four desserts. You just got to keep eating it and keep ordering it. So that's what I love about that. So you can get your money's worth of these meals too. So like I said, you're here for the experience, the atmosphere, and at Garden Grill, you're waiting basically in a moving restaurant, which is pretty unique at Disney World or anywhere, and the characters come around to you. They they come by pretty frequently. I would say at least every nine or ten minutes, somebody new would come by, So, and sometimes you'll even see them twice, but you can get a picture opportunity. Uh, usually you can get an autograph. Sometimes if they don't do autographs, though, they will give you a little card with with their signature on it. So there you go. Next up, we're going to go to the World Showcase in Germany and go to the Beer Garten restaurant. So that is in the World Showcase in Germany. It offers Oktoberfest-style dining with musical entertainment to enjoy as you dine. I recommend this place because it does have entertainment uh, to occupy the little ones, and it is a noisier environment. So they're playing this awesome music, like polka-style music. Um, they play these... Um, the spoons basically with the the glasses and um, yeah like the glass chimes and everything like that it's very entertaining and impressive um, so if your child has a meltdown or isn't too happy right it happens all the time um, it's not very noticeable honestly one thing I will mention here is that you are sometimes paired with like if you have a small party like I would say if you have four people Chances are you might get paired up with a couple like uh, Oktoberfest style dining uh, at this huge table. You may get like a party of two or three that sits with you as well, but um, but everybody's there for a good time and and they sometimes they'll do their own thing or you can interact with the other party if you want to. Um, but last time we had a party of six and they didn't seat us with anybody else. So um, so yeah, and a lot of times if you have small children, they they try not to pair you up with other people too much. So just letting you know. The beer garden menu and pricing is $46 per adult, $25 per child, plus tax and gratuity. You get seasonal salads, 
Um, this one is a buffet. It went to a family style. Now it's back to a buffet style like it was before. So if that's something you're kind of wary of, just keep that in mind too. They have rotisserie chicken, potatoes, schnitzel, assorted desserts, sausages, sauerkraut, spetzel, and noodle gratin, which is delicious. They have beer selections as well, which are sized by um, half liter and liter. So you get those big glasses, Oktoberfest style. The most popular drink, uh, I would say around here, is the Schoferhofer uh, Pink Grapefruit Hefeweizen, which is really like a shandy, uh, grapefruit shandy beer mixed with some juice. Uh, it's low alcohol, but it is very delicious. Uh, they offer some other beers as well, some more German-inspired beers. You can get a beer flight as well for $15, which is four pours of five ounces each. Okay, moving on from Beer Garden, we're going to stay in Epcot. We're going to go away from the World Showcase for this next restaurant, and it's called Coral Reef. So it is in Epcot. It's right next to the Seas with Nemo and Friends ride, so that big uh, pavilion over there. And the main feature of this restaurant is that it offers a giant aquarium to view as you're dining. So it's kind of... Uh, serves as entertainment for the young ones, for yourself as well. There's a huge aquarium there um, as you dine. You can enjoy intimate dining and spectacular views of a living coral reef and more than 2,000 amazing sea creatures who call it home. So 2,000 sea creatures, that's a big aquarium. That just kind of gives you some perspective on um, how big and enormous that aquarium is. So that's a unique feature to Epcot as well. Personally, I haven't dined here before. I've heard a few mixed reviews on the food, um, but I've also heard some really great things about it as well. So, you know, give it a shot. Everybody's palate, everybody's taste is different. So what's not good for, for me or somebody else may not be the same for or the same experience for somebody else. So definitely give it a shot. You never know until you try it. All right. Coral Reef Menu. So the appetizers. All of these are around 10 to 12 bucks. There is one for $16, which is a shrimp cocktail. Um, I know it seems a little weird because a lot of this is seafood-inspired dishes, and you're kind of watching the, the aquarium as you eat. So just keep that in mind. I don't know if that bothers some people. It doesn't bother me too much. I just think it's a little weird, a little uh, ironic, if you will. Um, they have a trio of seasonal dips like uh, vegetable crudite and crisp, New England clam chowder, and a Caesar salad. The entrees are in the, I would say, $24 to $30 range, $36 being the most. That $36 dish is a 10-ounce slow-roasted prime rib. That sounds pretty good. Uh, the next um, priciest dish is $32, and that is the seared mahi-mahi. Also, the shrimp and grits is $32. They also have a skewer with impossible kepta. They have a Cajun chicken pasta and an orange-glazed sustainable salmon. The kids menu, you can choose one of these dishes or entrees. Grilled fish of the day for $13. Grilled chicken with sweet soy sauce. Grilled chicken. Pasta with Parmesan cream sauce and junior reef steak. These are all in the teens, low teens, $10 to $13. So that's a really good price for this restaurant, as opposed to some of those character meals that are in the $30 range. We know that kids don't often eat that much food at times, so... Uh, keep that in mind, too. Is the meal worth $30, $35 for a cup of mac and cheese, right? 
is that experience worth it? So just keep that in mind as you're dining. Or if you don't like that, you can choose two of these, broccoli, green beans, cheddar mashed potatoes, Nemo and Squirt's noggin concoction, corn, jasmine rice, fruit salad, and sea breeze gelatin cup. So I'm kind of intrigued by that Nemo and Squirt's noggin concoction. I'll have to look into that. All right, next, this is one of my best recommendations. It is on the pricier side, like most of the other ones on this list, but um, next up at Epcot is Space 220. Like I said, that's a hard, hard reservation to get. I haven't seen that in quite some time available. Uh, they do have a lounge, but you do need reservations for that as well, where you can get some drinks. They have some awesome cocktails, mocktails. Um, but the premise of this attraction almost, this attraction dining basically, um, Space 220 transports you up 220 feet to enjoy epic views of space and Earth as well. Uh, but I do love this restaurant because of the atmosphere. There's also a ride. You can argue there's a ride attached to this as well. So there's an elevator ride itself. Um, and you get to ride this elevator twice, up and down. It takes you up from Florida. You get to see it, and it feels like you're actually going up into space 220 feet and coming back down as well. So it's an awesome experience. Um, and the theming doesn't get much better than this restaurant right here, too. But as you're dining, you get amazing views of space. In quotations, you have these video screens all over the place. You can see people having like lightsaber battles and their spacesuits going by and these little spaceships flying by. Um, but it's pretty awesome to see. And you really have to see it for yourself. Um, but yeah. I also... That sounded weird. I said I also... But I also really enjoy the menu at Space 220 with some different cocktails as well. Um, what I had was fantastic. The kids got a pack of limited edition trading cards as well. So each kid got a pack of cards of like five or six cards. In it, and they're pretty cool looking. Like I said, it is on the pricier side. This one only has lunch and dinner. The lunch starts out at that, that higher price. But if you go for dinner... It's going to be even pricier, so just keep that in mind. But you do get a dessert with this. Um, but for lunch, you do not get a dessert, and it's $55 per adult. It's kind of like a prefix menu where you get a liftoff, as they call their appetizers, and a star course or entree dish for $55. And what I had last time was, let's see, what did I have? I had the starry calamari. So it's fried calamari with some um, awesome roasted pepper aioli. And it was delicious. It was some of the best fried calamari I've had. They give you like a little lemon on the side as well that you can squeeze on it. Um, but the plating is beautiful and, and it was delicious as well. I would get that every time if I could. Some of your options are Big Bang Burrata, which is a cheese dish. Blue Moon ca uh, Cauliflower. So this is basically a take on fried cauliflower like buffalo wing cauliflower like um, at buffalo wild wings you'll have some of those options too uh, but my wife got this and she really enjoyed it it was like a buffalo wing made out of cauliflower um, so that was a great option comes with blue cheese dust you can get a centauri caesar salad a galaxy grain salad which is quinoa and lentils a neptune tartar so if you're into that i'm not really into the the raw fish but it, it sounds amazing it has yellowfin tuna uh, or you can get a space greens, basically a bib lettuce salad with some watermelon as well. The star course. I had the steak and frites last time. It was delicious. It was one of the best steaks I've had in a long time on property. 
Um, it's a coffee space rub flat iron steak with fries, broccolini, and chimichurri sauce. They also have a Centauri burger. Uh, galactic salmon. That looked pretty good. I saw that from afar. They have a Terra uh, Bolognese sauce, which is linguine with the Bolognese sauce. A tuna tataki. A steak salad. A quinoa burger. That sounds interesting. A supreme chicken breast. And space getty and shrimp. So me and my wife, we we didn't venture out too much. We both got the steak frites, and they were they were delicious. Uh, a perfect cook on the steak. It was very tender, uh, and it was easy to cut, and it was very enjoyable. That does not come with dessert, but you do get a pretty big appetizer and a normal size entree for $55. And like I said, you're inside of almost a, an attraction itself while you're eating, So, um, and you're in air conditioning as well. The kids space 220 lunch and dinner pricing. Um, children's lunch and dinner does not change. It's $29 flat um, plus tax and gratuity. The star course, they get to choose space getty, which is basically chicken meatball and tomato sauce. Cosmic chicken tenders. Mission macaroni, which is mac and cheese. Galactic salmon or smash burger, which is just like an American cheeseburger and fries. And to top off your meal, you get a choice of a gelato scoop, which is chocolate or vanilla, a sorbet scoop, strawberry or lemon, or a cosmic cupcake, which is chocolate devil's food cake topped with galactic frosting. So you can argue for $29. That's not too bad of a price for one meal, right? But if your kid doesn't, isn't hungry at that time or is not going to eat it, you know, $29 or $30 bucks for, for a plate of mac and cheese, kind of hard to argue for that but you are in a cool environment and unique experience so just keep that in mind as you're paying for this um, dinner is a little more pricey as I said the menu is very similar dinner at space 220 for adults runs about $79 per adult $29 per child so that doesn't change for the children but you do get to choose a dessert at dinner time so that prefix menu includes the starter the entree and a dessert and that's included in the $79 per price plus tax and gratuity. Like I said, there's also a lounge at Space 220 with a menu of food items. Um, it's a pretty good menu. Uh, almost the same. And I think you get, I think you do get the same items, basically, but um, for the most part. But um, just to sit in the lounge, so that could be a great option for a smaller party. Maybe you're there as a couple and you um, want to go, but... Um, but yeah, you don't want to, maybe you just want to get a drink or something like that. That would be a good option for you. Moving on, we're going to Japan in the World Showcase at Epcot. So um, I want to mention Tepid Ito. That's our last one. This is a hibachi-style meal um, where the amazing chefs are putting on a show basically for you. They're your entertainment, and they cook for you. My kids loved it. We've been twice in the last couple of months. They love watching their food being prepared right there in front of them. Uh, and still, they still talk about it today. They like to talk about what the chefs were preparing. And they like to reenact it as well. So it's a lot of fun. I do a lot of hibachi like staples, like the Smoky Mountain. Uh, but they do it with like a, a Disney twist. So they'll cut the onions and stack it up in a mountain. The steam will come out of it. Uh, but in this case, they'll do like some Mickey ears or something like that on top of it. It's pretty fun. They do have a few choices for the kids, but the kids' menu, or, or the kids mostly enjoy the atmosphere and the cooking show as well. So 
the menu for the kids could use a little work, but I would say that the food overall is amazing there, and I definitely highly recommend it. So for the adult menu, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. The food is delicious. You have to get the steak and shrimp combo. They do seat you with other parties. So we had four people in our party, and then we had three other um, strangers basically at our table. They were super nice though. Um, very fun, fun group. I, and you do get to see what they um, ate as well. So they have some good sushi offerings as well. They made a, a sushi on the grill, like a volcano roll. It looked amazing. I think I'm going to get that next time as an appetizer. They have, they have it all basically. And the food is one of the best on property, I would say. So I got the steak and shrimp last time. Amazing. I've gotten the steak and chicken before. Fantastic as well. You can up, upgrade your steak from a ribeye, I believe it is, to a filet, which my father-in-law did one time. And it it's amazing as well. So um, I can't say enough good things about it. So moving on before we wrap up for the day, not only can you go to those four theme parks, but also the resorts. They have some of the best dining at the resorts as well. Um, and Disney transportation makes it very easy to not need a car or anything like that. Being a local, you get to rely on your car and things like that, and you love it. It's very convenient, but they have a good bus transportation. They have a Disney Skyliner transportation. They have boat systems. They have a monorail. So just depending on where you're staying, um, you can get around the parks very quickly and efficiently and easily without having to use a car or anything like that. So just going to touch on a few of these resorts that I highly recommend. Number one being the Wilderness Lodge, which is fairly close to Magic Kingdom and the Whispering Canyon. So the Whispering Canyon is sort of like primetime, uh, 50s primetime cafe. They treat you like family there. They have a good time. They have a lot of fun. They try to embarrass you sometimes, but it's all in good fun. They even let the kids go around on like those little horse on a sticks and they get to run around the restaurant waving their towels in the air and you're kind of singing and playing loud music and it's a lot of fun. So um, my daughter loved that and our our waitress um, B was amazing last time. So we, we did a cast compliment there as well. Next, a newer resort, the Riviera Resort has Topolino um, Terrace. Topolino Terrace. They do have some character meals, I know. Um, and it looks amazing. I haven't personally done this yet, but it is on the Skyliner Loop. And next time I stay at like Pop Century or something like that, I plan on hitting that up and trying it out. And then I'll have some more details for you in the future. But that sounds like an amazing character meal as well. And lastly, the Contemporary at Chef Mickey's. We, we do the Steakhouse 71 quite a bit and highly recommend that. Uh, but for more of a kid's atmosphere, Chef Mickey's has it all. Um, they have characters, good menu, and good food and good experience. So highly recommend those three resorts um, for dining with children. Before we close out the show, I want to give my restaurant and dining tips for, um, for dining at the Disney Resort. Number one, always make sure you have some entertainment for those younger children you know, a cell phone or an iPad or something to keep them entertained with some movies or TV shows downloaded. Uh, you never know when they will be ready to leave. It could be five minutes into your meal. It could be at the very end. It just depends. Uh, they do give uh, your kids a menu with some crayons, but that can only entertain them for some time, right? 
So meals can take longer, so just be prepared. I know I used to feel bad for giving my kid, uh, you know, a phone, watch their favorite show, but you are paying a lot of money for this amazing meal or these amazing meals. So are people around you. So I'm just trying to, you know, give them a show to keep them occupied. I know they get bored in these long meals and I'm really doing it to help other people that, you know, aren't here with my party or my family to, you know, keep my kids occupied and, you know, make sure they enjoy their experience as well. So that's why I do give them their phone or a show or something like that. Uh, a lot of restaurants do add an auto gratuity of 18% to checks with parties of six or more. So um, I know last time we had basically five people with my son who was like six months at the time. So he didn't really count as a person, but he is a person, but he didn't count as a part of the, the eating party. He didn't eat much to that. Um, but they did add 18% to it because we technically had six seats. So just keep that in mind. You don't want to leave double the tip. It has happened before. It's happened to my, my dad did it a couple of times and was like, man, I tipped him like 40%. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you do have six people, just look at your tip. Maybe ask your server if auto gratuity is added before adding a tip because 18% is pretty good on these meals. Uh, next, always try to make your dining reservation 60 days out. I stress that um, because if you really want something, even if it's not a hard to get one, definitely get it because you're going to have more time choices available if you prefer to eat lunch right at like 11 or 12 o'clock or maybe right when the restaurant opens. You definitely want to do that 60 days out so you get your preferential um, time slot and make sure you get your those hard to get reservations like Space 220, um, Sci-Fi drive-in is a hard one to get as well um be our guest is a tough one too so there's there's several out there that are very difficult to get most restaurants also or they also have mobile menus i didn't really discuss that but they have mobile menus where you scan a qr code on your phone it'll bring it up on your your cell phone so if you don't like that you may ask for a physical menu they do that i've seen that a couple of times um, maybe you don't have great internet reception where you're at um, so that would be something to keep in mind. Uh, so you can't ask for a physical menu. I've seen that done several times. If you're celebrating something special, a special occasion, make sure to let them know. Like I said, at 50s primetime, they made our trip, basically. Um, so just let them know. They can make your trip more magical, more memorable. And that's what you're there for. You're there to make those memories and um, to have a great time. And they can certainly do that, especially given the right staff or the cast members and the right places and the right time. They can make it magical. Just let them know. And some places do more than others, but you never know unless you tell them. So that's my, my big tip there. Uh, my next one, this is a big tip. So service tends to be quicker that my wife and I have noticed in the early afternoon. So if you're looking for dinner, your kids have an early bedtime, definitely recommend early afternoon dinner. Um, service tends to be quicker. Uh, it's less busy in the, the restaurants as well, less people dining. So instead of the later dinner times, I recommend like a 3.30, 4 p.m. dinner time. Also, when the restaurant opens first thing in the morning for lunch, usually around 11 a.m., that's a good time as well. Um, service is just a little bit quicker. And yeah, I feel like the food comes out quicker and it's very fresh too. So um, a good experience. And we know that... Um, kids could be kind of a ticking time bomb sometimes. So uh, if you're trying to get through your meal quickly, 
without little um, frustration and the most enjoyment. I do recommend those meal times. Next, most of these table service restaurants offer a 10% discount with annual pass on food. So if you're an annual pass holder, maybe you're local in Florida, they do generally offer that 10% discount, which is on food only, not um, alcohol. It does add up, you know, five, 10 bucks here and there, um, adds up very quickly. Uh, you do have to let them know though. So just make sure to show them your annual pass, let them know. Uh, I try to let them know ahead of time before the check comes so they can apply it and um, be quicker with the with check process and um, ending the meal. And lastly, if there's an allergy, always make sure to specify. They go above and beyond. They want to make sure you have a great time and that you're not affected by the meal in any way. Um, they do a great job of trying to understand and accommodate a particular food allergy. Maybe you have a dietary need or something like that. Maybe... Um, if you're gluten-free or something like that, um, let them know. They're going to try to to figure it out because um, so many people visit these restaurants with so many different dietary needs. They have this experience and expertise, and they're going to try to make your meal the best it can be. So just let them know. Okay, preview for next week's episode. So you've listened to one episode of a Joel New World podcast. Next week, we're going to be discussing the best rides for children at Walt Disney World. So, uh, following the theme of today's show, the best dining for uh, children and families, we're going to be discussing the best rides for children at each theme park. It's going to follow a similar similar style. Um, you may see some more news tossed in here and there, uh, or if breaking news pops up for the next episode. I'm going to try to record these weekly, and I'm going to try to stick to that schedule as best I can. I know consistency is key, and I want to be as consistent and timely as possible. So I can't wait for next week's episode. I'm glad you joined me for episode number one, the inaugural episode, and I hope you're excited as well to join me on this journey. So in closing, uh, make sure to check out my YouTube channel uh, for some additional content and videos. Maybe you want to see some of these restaurants or just actually see what these theme parks look like. I do have some video kind of venturing out into that world as well have some content out there that will expose you to some of these parks maybe some of these restaurants some of these snack items as well as i'm enjoying the parks on my weekly or bi-weekly visits so check it out the channel is called a joel new world also feel free to hit me up on twitter at a joel new world that's my twitter handle if you enjoyed the show today make sure to like and subscribe i can use all the help i can get and again, thanks for joining me on our adventure today. I will see you next time on A Joel New World with you. And I'm looking forward to sharing my adventures with you, like I said. Bye. Have a great day, everybody.